Hi, yogis. It's Maria here, and I want to share with you about the niyamas. So we have been going through the eight limbs of yoga, and we've dived into the first limb, and the first limb is the yamas. And now we're going to look more closely at the niyamas. Now, the yamas, as you、uh, hopefully remember, had more to do with how we treat other people. So we could say it has to do with the karma,、uh, good and bad, and more neutral that we create in the outer world as we interact.、Um, obviously, there's also an inner component to that, but it, it's a little bit more about the way we、uh, act outwardly in the world. And when we get to the niyamas, it becomes a little bit more inwardly focused. How. We practice our yoga in really every area of our life. Now, the first one that I'd like to talk about, which is also the first one of the niyamas, is saucha, and saucha is traditionally translated as cleanliness. And there's multiple layers to that. You might say there's the the grosser, more outer layer of our abode, our house could even be our car. How clean and organized and vibrant is the space that we have set up for ourselves? And then we move toward our body, our physical body, and how do we keep that clean? And how do we keep the inside of the body clean? So. We are going to take a closer look at that, and you might start by entering your own house with that lens, looking at your house from that perspective. Is your living space vibrant, vibrantly alive?、Um, does it feel like spirit is present? And by that I mean, does it feel like you are present? Is there a forgotten corner that? You haven't tended to, and what is the feeling of a more stagnant part of your house? And what is the feeling in a part of the house where you spend a lot of time, and where there's a sense of renewal of energy? You can think of a like a bulk section of of food at the co-op. So the the grains that are Purchased every day, there's always fresh grain in there, and then there might be some more obscure grain or nuts that no one ever buys. So they've been sitting there for a while, and even without tasting it, you have this feeling that there is something rancid about it or not so fresh about it. And the same is true for our living space.、Mm, so I would encourage you to identify the parts of your house that. You kind of avoid. You just don't look in those drawers, or in that closet, or under that bed, or even in that guest room. Or, or if you want to go a little deeper into the dungeon, you could look at your basement rooms, or your attic, or your garage.、Um, what is the feeling there? What has what has been allowed to build up, and what does it feel like when you、um, spiritualize a space with your care, your love, your presence? And then, if we go a little closer to your physical body being in the world, you might look at your food. How clean is your food? What is the vibration in your food? If you walk into a grocery store, there is a distinct difference in energetic vibration between standing in the、um, the produce、uh, section. Everything is colorful and fresh and alive, and Um, there's just a feeling that there's more life force, more prana, more chi present, 
And if you walk into the boxed cereal aisle and the chip aisle, things have the, the vibration has slowed down. So we can start to become more aware of where do we buy our food, and and maybe there's a larger picture to that too. What energy has been put into the food as it was produced? Can we start to detect that?、Um, Sometimes I have people say, "Well, you can't really taste the difference between an organic egg and a and an egg that was produced in a in a situation where the chickens were not、uh, treated humanely, basically." And is that true? Can we not taste a difference? Can we not feel vibe a difference? So we start to pay attention, and we pay attention not just as we might consume something, but what is the feeling inside the body.、Um, I raised my children vegetarian,、um, and that's we're no longer vegetarians. I do believe there's a time and a place for meat for some people to stay nourished, especially in colder climates.、Um, and not all yogis would agree with that. But nevertheless, my kids were raised vegetarian, and about the age of seven or eight,、um, we had some friends stay with us, and they cooked a steak. And my son was very interested, and he ended up eating a good chunk of a steak. And I didn't put any kind of negative spin on that. He seemed to enjoy it, and、um, but just sort of watching him. And then the next morning, he came out into the kitchen and said, "Mama, do you think it's because I ate that steak last night that I kept、uh, dreaming about really unhappy cows last night?" And I promise it wasn't a story that I had put into him. I think he was actually picking up on some kind of a vibrational quality. And we can grow denser over time, so we don't pick up those vibrations. But that doesn't mean they don't impact us. So we start to notice that. And then you have your your innermost living space. You know, your bedroom, for example. How often do you change your sheets? I grew up in a setting with a mom that believed firmly that you change your sheets once a week. It was on Wednesday, and the sheets get. Um, line dried, so they smell like fresh wind and sunshine, and then they get ironed. So it was an incredibly fresh and crisp and clean experience to get into bed on Thursday. I mean Wednesday night.、Mm, now, if you have that experience, then sheets that have been sitting on a bed for months and months is going to have a slightly、mm, musty vibe. So look at that. Is there something in your house that needs to be freshened up?、Um, my grandmother would take our duvet comforters when I was growing up, and she would hang them outside on a line every single day. She said they needed both sunshine and wind every day to stay fresh. And I don't do that. I don't have a line outside. I have a railing and a balcony, and and every so often I will bring my comforters out, and it does make a difference. So those are. Things that you could consider doing in your in your living environment: clean out your fridge. You, you might don't let yourself become overwhelmed with saucha, but notice notice how that feels to clear up, organize、um, your living space. And now, perhaps more traditionally, we also think of saucha as、um, as how it relates to the body. How clean is the body? Um, in Ayurvedic medicine, which we would consider the sister science to yoga, we、um, recommend、uh, an oil massage. 
every day. And we talked about that with Marsha Meredith, um, the director of the uh, Minnesota Ayurvedic Institute. And that's a really beautiful way to clean the skin, first of all. Oral is a, is a, is a cleaner, um, but it's also a very nourishing substance. So there's a way of, as you massage the oil into your body, massage love into the body. Um, most people have some degree of, if not downright self-loathing, then a sense of being critical um, about the body, like it can never quite live up to uh, the expectations of our culture, especially women probably feel that very strongly, um, that you're not going to look like you're 15 when you're 50. And how can we um, override those cultural media messages that would have us think that our bodies aren't beautiful, amazing organisms, energy fields that are in need of and deserve deep love. So a suggestion and something that I do every single day is to give yourself an oil massage not only does the oil protect and nurture you, but that moment of self-care, of rubbing oil deeply into your skin, of touching every inch of your body with great love and the intention of healing and integrating everything into the whole is an amazing practice. Mm. Showering, bathing, anything that sort of clears. The water has a magical quality of washing away stagnant energy. So notice what it feels like not to shower for a couple of days and notice what it feels like to shower. Personally, you're not actually going to get me to take that advice because my day cannot start unless I've had my shower and my old massage time. It's, it's how I prepare my vessel, my body for spirit to, to work through. So find out what that is for you. What are simple practices that you might incorporate or maybe practices that you might not do? Um, I would strongly suggest that any kind of stimulants are mm, observed and, and really watched, like wh how does a stimulant impact the body? Um, I'm specifically... Um, apprehensive around the use of alcohol because I feel like it often will numb out very important signals from the body and that the energy field of the body is the messenger of just about anything that needs to be addressed. And when we're th talking about clearing up the samskaras that manifest as unhappy, stressful situations in our outer life, the way to track or trace these samskaras is by feeling deeply into the body. So if we numb that messaging system, we're not going to hear it. And we might not hear it till, you know, the alarm bells are really going off and the drama is a lot more overwhelming than when we can nip something in the bud. Finally, um, there is the impact that thoughts have on the body. And this is maybe a little bit of a stretch in the traditional way of talking about Saucha. But if you picture yourself in a situation where mm, a traditional story is one of coming into a room and noticing a snake coiled up in the corner and all the fear that courses through the veins and, and more scientifically speaking, the cortisol, the adrenaline, 
and how that impacts the physical body. The heart contracts, it beats faster, breathing is getting shallow. There's a very real impact on the body. Um, fight and flight is a modern way to say that. Now someone flicks on the light and the snake in the corner was just um, a coiled up rope. But the body doesn't know the difference between a snake and a coiled up rope. It knows what we're thinking and feeling and it's going gonna, it's gonna to resonate with the vibration of that. So from that perspective, monitoring one's own thoughts is not a luxury. Meditating and witnessing what's happening in the mind and how it impacts the body is no longer something that's nice to do on occasion. It's really important because every thought is a vibration that is held in the body. Um, I would also say that you might consider looking at your relationships and the environments that your relationships take you into. Are those relationships peaceful, harmonious? How does your body react? Do you go to places, do you hang out with people where your body is in contraction? And if so, is that a signal to you of something that you need to work on within? Or is it your, simply your body contracting and, and telling you this is not the right space for me? So I don't have the answers, but I think observing and inquiring, befriending the body so that we can learn to interpret and understand all the signals that are constantly showing up through the body is incredibly important. So I would say journal about Saucha. Uh, watch and see where you get inspired, mostly in some of the things I've talked about, and research more. There are many different commentaries on Saucha, and there might be something out there that would inspire you even more. Thank you so much. Bye.